Savannah communities. It's 7 o'clock at night. That's right, 1900 hours, and you're listening to the Polo Saugero Show, where the heat is on and we educate our community through interviews with professionals. We have our veterans agent uh, here in Attleboro, and let me see if I did this right so he would be able to hear us. Ken, are you with us? I can hear you. Success, great. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, so, again, so... Uh, my show is kind of educational. It's just trying to um, kind of tell people resources and services that we have available uh, in the in the city of Attleboro. But uh, to start, could you tell us a little bit about uh, kind of who you are and what you do for the city? Sure. My name is Ken Bodicher. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on, by the way. Um, it's very much an honor to, uh, to be on your show and have the opportunity to help spread the word about the services that are available to our veterans. Um, I am the Director of Veteran Services uh, at City Hall. Um, my office hours are whenever City Hall is open, so it's 8.30 to 4.30, uh, Monday through Friday. And um, ba- the basic mission of our office is to improve the lives of veterans and their family members in the city of Attleboro. Uh, I have a counterpart. Uh, there's veterans agents in every city and town in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts leads the way in the delivery of uh, veterans' benefits for that reason, because elsewhere in the country you find uh, veterans' agents who will help veterans with, um, you know, applying for benefits, uh, access uh, to VA claims and that sort of thing. You don't don't find those uh, services available until you reach the county level of government. So it's unique to have them available here in our community, and it's, uh, it's really a great place to serve here in the city. Absolutely, and thank you. Uh, the, the pleasure is all mine and honor to have you on uh, on the show. So, what are some of um, maybe what are some of the reasons uh, a veteran uh, may want to go to your office? What are some of the things that your office can assist them with? Sure. So, there's uh, lots of different answers to that question. Uh, oftentimes, uh, veterans will approach me and say, "Hey, can I want to talk about my benefits?" And I say, "Great." I could have you here until Saturday. <laughs> what would you like to talk about? Is there something specific that you're looking for? And so uh, I end up getting involved in a wide variety of things. The, the things that I spend most of, uh, most of my time on tend to be state and federal level benefits. Uh, the state benefits, the biggest one that I deal with is uh, there's a financial aid program that the state of Massachusetts offers and my office administers through the city, and we help low-income veterans uh, and their family members um, when they have a time of need. Um, there's no time limit on the program, but it's a financial aid program um, targeted at uh, families who are at or below 200% of the federal poverty level. Um, so for a uh, married couple, that would look like about um, $2,600 a month and change, uh, maybe, or less. Uh, so the, the number's higher than most people expect. For a single person, it's closer to the $2,000 mark. Um, and that's really who we're looking to get in the door as uh, people who don't have a whole lot uh, in the way of income, and we look to give them financial aid so that they can afford to keep a roof over their head, they can afford basic medical care, and to keep their homes heated in the wintertime. Um, and then probably the second thing I deal mostly with is uh, people can come to me uh, and apply for VA benefits, such as uh, service-connected disability claims. People will talk to me about pension with aid and attendance, uh, I help people navigate the GI Bill system, and I answer cl- uh, questions about VA home loans. Those tend to be the most popular uh, things I deal with. Absolutely. And is there anything um, maybe a vet would, uh, you know, maybe not think that your de- your office may help them with, but 
that you guys do that is maybe something that they would be like, oh, I have no help for this, and like something out of the that, that's not typical? So um, probably the thing that I will do that uh, will surprise people is that I'll help them uh, when they're looking for a job. Um, I can sit down, I'll quiz them about what their skill set looks like. Uh, I work very closely with the career center just on the road from City Hall, and I'll review the resume with them, help them draft a cover letter, and sort of uh, explain the whole idea behind uh, what a successful um, job search looks like. And then the other, uh, another really popular service that I offer is that uh, if somebody, if a veteran lived in Massachusetts prior to joining the military, um, the adjutant general keeps track of who is coming and going from Massachusetts, whether, um, whether they're in the active duty service, uh, National Guard, or reserves. The adjutant general is the commander of the Massachusetts National Guard, but he keeps a, a database of all of the service records um, uh, of proof of a veteran's military service. So somebody can come to my office. I can access the adjutant general's database because he gives it to veterans agents specifically, as well as funeral homes. And I, sometimes uh, veterans will be very concerned that they've lost their paperwork and they can't prove they're a veteran. And uh, they can come into my office, and usually within about 10, 15 seconds, I can download it and print it up for them, and it really makes their day. That's amazing. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. The, go ahead. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to add to that. Sorry. The, uh, um, the alternative, if somebody lived perhaps in Rhode Island, um, that's a common scenario, before they joined the service, and then they ended up in Attleboro afterwards, um, the National Archives has those records, and it takes us a little bit longer. It'll take about five minutes worth of, you know, playing 20 questions. Who are you? What's your, what was your address? Um, you know, what branch of service did you serve in and when? And then we, we gather up all of that information, and we send that off to the National Archives in St. Louis, and then the archivists will look for those service records and mail it to, directly to the veteran in about two to three weeks usually. Absolutely. So you're able to help. Uh, are you able to help people who aren't from Attleboro too, or is it specifically just Attleboro residents at this time? So it depends upon what the ask is, and um, if it's one of the state benefits that I touched on briefly, uh, usually they have to be an Attleboro resident for me to help them out. I can help. I can help them gather all of the information. Um, but it's really the veterans agent in their community that has to help them with uh, most state benefits. Um, but if it's going to the federal government, uh, I usually won't turn a veteran away because uh, the VA doesn't really care what community you live in. Um, so that all of the paperwork ends up in the same spot. And usually I'll, I'll, I'll help out a veteran. It doesn't happen very often. Um, but I won't turn somebody away just because I'm an Attleboro resident. Sure. And... Um you know, does the the office also help, let's say, if a veteran has, um, let's say, uh, mental health issues or PTSD? Is there any services there that the, the office can uh, also assist uh, our veterans with? Sure. I'm not uh, a clinician. Uh, great question, by the way. Post-traumatic stress is one thing that our veterans are uh, really trying to grapple with. And it's something that uh, we didn't understand very clearly in um, in wars past, one might say. Um, but we've learned a whole lot about it, especially within the last decade uh, to 15 years. Um, but the, uh, I'm not a clinician. I will listen to somebody if they just need, you know, um, somebody to talk to. I'm happy to, uh, to be that uh, listening ear. But we also work pretty closely with a couple of nonprofits in the area as well as the VA 
to deliver uh, clinical services to somebody who needs it. And um, there's nonprofits such as uh, Homebase, which is a collaboration between uh, the Massachusetts General Hospital and the Red Sox Foundation. So they got uh, a lot of funding and big names behind them, and they do some really excellent work in the field of post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury. And uh, um, I encourage anybody that uh, um, is listening that uh, you know is, is troubled by that to definitely uh, look up Homebase. They're a really great outfit. And then in addition to that, the VA has um, vet centers, which are uh, sort of one step removed from the VA hospital. Um, they're specifically designed for mental health care. And the things that you might tell somebody, a clinician at the, uh, at the VA vet center, uh, doesn't automatically get entered into one's medical record. And so I deal with uh, maybe correction officers or somebody who might aspire to be in law enforcement or wants to work for the FBI. Um, you know, you can have a conversation uh, with these folks, and it doesn't automatically um, mean that it gets entered into your uh, medical record. And uh, people have concerns about, you know, what about what about um, future job prospects? I don't want this to disqualify me, um, and and all of that stays sort of one level removed. So it's really a, a great opportunity to to seek the help that you might need, um, but uh, not have to worry about any any stigma associated with it. And that's one thing that we really struggle with. Sure, sure. Is there, um, so does does every city uh, or municipality in uh, Ma- Ma- Massachusetts have a, uh, a veterans agent, or is it just some do, some don't? I think the very technical answer to your question is that every city and town is served by a veterans agent. Oh, okay. Uh, there, are some, there are some very small cities and towns that uh, will form a district to serve the veterans, and that means that one veterans agent will cover multiple towns. Um, but uh, by and large, there's a veterans agent in just about every city and town over population 12,000 in Massachusetts. Absolutely. And uh, your office also has done... Uh some uh, and been involved in some programs throughout the city. Could you talk a little bit about maybe some of the past programs you guys do? I know you guys do the um, the flag ceremonies and uh, maybe some if you have current projects coming up. Sure. So the um, the the veteran service office in Attleboro, my office, will get involved in, in lots of different programs that are of a patriotic nature. So you touched uh, you touched on flag retirement ceremonies. I I can't really take any credit for it. I, I support it, absolutely. Um, but the Elks will have a flag retirement ceremony uh, once a year. Uh, it's part of their charter. It's what they do as an organization is they make sure that we honor and respect the American flag. And so we help them out by letting, uh, letting folks know where to bring American flags if they are no longer fit to serve as a symbol of our nation. And I've actually got a big old bag of flags uh, that somebody brought in uh, because we need to properly retire those flags. Uh, there's those are sitting in my office uh, right now as we speak, and I need to uh, bring them down to the collection point. And so people can bring their distressed and worn-out flags uh, to my office. They can bring them to uh, the fire to, uh, the fire station in the city of Attleboro. They can bring them to the American Legion posts, or they can bring them directly to the Elks. And then we'll all make sure that the uh, the Elks um, receive all of those flags um, before their flag retirement ceremonies in October. <laughs> Um, our office also tends to be involved in the more patriotic holidays. Um, I am the organizer for the Memorial Day Parade. Um, we put on the ceremonies for Memorial Day and Veterans Day. I tend to involve, uh, I tend to be involved rather with the organization for the, the fireworks displays and uh, that sort of thing. So we just sort of 
try to help out with the general patriotism within the city. Absolutely. It's, you guys do a lot. Uh, a lot of good in our city. Um, I was looking on, uh, you know, the City of Adderall website, and I also see it mentions uh, Mass Vets Advisor. Could you talk a little bit about yeah. what that is, maybe? Mass Vets Advisor. I believe it's .org. Can you correct me on that since you're looking at it? Yeah, let me see. Um, uh, yep, uh, uh, MassVetsAdvisor.org. Uh, yep. MassVetsAdvisor.org is a website run by the Massachusetts Department of Veteran Services, um, the state-level organization, and uh, what it is, it's a one-stop shop for all the different kinds of benefits that veterans might have questions about. Um, so there's information there about uh, real estate property tax abatements. There's information about uh, RMV transactions uh, and the discounts that veterans can seek there. There's uh, contact information for any of the local veterans' agents. Uh, so if, uh, if, if your listeners happen to be in North Attleboro or in, in Norton and they're still within radio range, um, they can uh, they can hop on Mass Vets Advisor and grab the phone number for their uh, veterans agent at their town hall, um, and it's really just sort of a wealth of information about all the things related to veterans benefits. Because as I mentioned at the top of a, uh, of our conversation, um, I, I could really talk your ear off about things that are available, and I, I kind of look for some place to start with when somebody opens that chapter and says, "What do we want to talk about?" So there's education benefits available. There's annuities, and, and the list goes on. And it's all right there at MassVetsAdvisor.org. Absolutely. And, uh, again, so our show is kind of to just tell our re- uh, listeners what kind of resources are out there. If you'd like to elaborate on maybe uh, one program that you think is really helpful uh, for veterans, uh, you can do so, too, or one that you think is uh, maybe utilized the most and, and maybe what it does. So I am really a big fan of the uh, financial aid program that uh, I spoke briefly about earlier. And the way that that works is uh, it's a low-income benefit. Um, And I've seen it do really wonderful things uh, for veterans right here in the city. And um, basically what it is 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 I have dealt with um, one one gentleman springs to mind. He was a a Korean War veteran. And he says, Ken, you know, I've lived here in the city all my life. I own my own home. I worked for many years and I retired and uh, the taxes keep going up and up and up, and the cost of living keeps going up and up and up, and my insurance keeps going up and up and up, but my pension stays the same, and I don't know what to do anymore. And so uh, we take an application. I ask him for his bank statements to see if he's got enough money to support himself, and he doesn't perhaps need me. I ask him for um, confirmations of his pension and how much money he's making, and I ask him for um, documents relative to how much it costs him to live in the city, such as his real estate taxes and uh, his utility bills. And uh, we, we put all that together, and we plug that into the state's uh, website, um, and it comes back, and uh, I, I turn to the gentleman, and I says, you can get financial aid uh, through our office. We can give you a couple hundred dollars each month, and we'll be able to pay for uh, all of your medical insurance policies to make sure that you can see the doctor whenever you need, and you can get the prescriptions that you need. And um, we just started crying because, you know, that that doesn't sound like a whole lot of money, just a couple hundred bucks, um, but it, it really was a game changer for him. And he, he was he was faced with the decision of, do I need to, can I, can I skip this pill today? Can I not do my prescriptions? Because i got these other bills that need paid. And um, for somebody who served our country honorably, um, we really shouldn't have to ask somebody to be put in that kind of situation. And so the financial aid programs that are available through our office um, really are uh, – an amazing impact. 
Absolutely. Um, Ken, do you have a few more minutes? I'm just, we, we can take a quick break and then maybe uh, start to wrap uh, our conversation up. I got all the time you need, Paolo. All right, sounds good. All folks, we're in studio with uh, the Attleboro local uh, veterans agent, Ken Batcher, and we're talking about kind of the resources and services that uh, his office offers. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get back. Uh, we'll come back in, and maybe uh, Ken can tell us a little bit about maybe some advice and tips uh, uh, vet, uh, veterans uh, that, that he can uh, give our veterans in our, our local area. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. On January 10th at 4.30 p.m. at the Attleboro Library, Gabriela Vieira of Webster Bank will present a workshop titled Preventing Elder Financial Abuse. The incidence of financial exploitation of elders and vulnerable adults is growing nationally. Fraudulent telemarketing schemes and scam artists increasingly target elders, resulting in significant financial losses. This workshop will provide an overview of the signs and symptoms of financial exploitation and fraud, and strategies for protecting assets. If you are interested in attending, you can call the Attleboro Council on Aging at 774-203-1900. Claudino's Auto Repair, located at 310 South Main Street in Attleboro, is celebrating 25 years in the auto and truck repair business. Over the years, John Claudino and his team of mechanics have worked to build a long-lasting rapport with their customers. From oil changes to diagnostics, transmissions, and routine maintenance on foreign and domestic cars and trucks, Claudino's will keep your vehicle running. Claudino's Auto Repair, 508-226-8545 or at claudinosautorepair.com. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Paloso Girls Show. We will be here until 5 o'clock. Uh, earlier today, you guys got to hear from Susan Singer uh, talking about social media and uh, ways that people can utilize social media for their business or personal use. Uh, but for right now, uh, for, as long as we have Ken on, we're talking uh, with uh, uh, Ken Batcher, who is the vet, uh, veterans uh, agent here in Attleboro, and talking about kind of the resources and services that his office uh, offers. Uh, Ken, if you could give uh, some veterans out there uh, maybe – uh, a piece of advice or tips just in terms of, uh, I don't know, just in terms of living and, and you know, things that they could do to kind of help themselves. You know, what kind of tips or advice would, would you give our, uh, our veterans out there? Sure. Um, so my biggest piece of advice that, um, that, I, that I'll give to veterans is life is going to count you out uh, enough times on its own. Uh, you don't need to count yourself out by not speaking up, not making, not making the ask, not asking the question, and just dismissing something that you might be eligible for outright. And really what I have in mind is uh, service-connected disability claims. Um, I hear more often uh, from veterans, like, if it's one of those trite things, like, if I had a dollar for every time I heard it, I'd be rich, right? But every veteran just about that comes into my office We'll sit down. We'll have a conversation, and they'll and they'll tell me, uh, I never I never sought access to any of my benefits. I never asked for anything before because there's somebody I didn't want to take away from somebody who might need it more. And my response to that is twofold. One, I say, um, you know, humans are social creatures. We do work better together as a team than we ever do by ourselves. And um, if you think about any building that's been built in the city of Attleboro. There was no building that was built just by one person. Everybody had to have help to, to construct those things and make life the way it is. Um, there's nothing that gets accomplished by one person that could not be accomplished easier or better 
by multiple. So when you go through life as the lone wolf, uh, not asking for help and not raising your hand and saying, hey, uh, here's this, here's how I contributed, and now I, now I, need, my, uh, now I need some help, um, you're really you're doing yourself a great disservice because people want to be able to help you. People want uh, to make sure that you're taken care of. And so um, the, the longer it goes that somebody doesn't speak up and ask for the benefits, sometimes the tougher it is for me to get them approved. Um, I mentioned a Korean War veteran earlier, and um, I, I deal with Korean War veterans who've never spoken up and asked for um, their benefits before. And um, to prove that something happened during the Korean War without some uh, smoking gun document, um, it's challenging. But now we're in a situation where the veteran absolutely needs the help, and it's the result of something that happened then. Well, that puts us in a bind, and we, we do everything we can to help them. And so the other end of the uh, the sort of coaching veterans I have to do to, to take the benefits that are available to them is uh, I remind folks that um, if they don't use the programs that are available to them now, then they won't be available for veterans of future generations who will need them. So by that I mean if the Vietnam veteran doesn't speak up, raise his hand, and accept the benefits that, that my office wants to offer them and that the VA wants to help them with, then when it comes time for Iraq and Afghanistan veterans to need those benefits, then those programs aren't going to be available because what does any government program do if it goes underutilized? Well, the politicians are going to find some other way to spend that money and to make their voters happy. And I don't want to see that happen to our veterans' benefits, so I want those programs to be fully utilized. And to the argument that if you know there might be somebody who does need it more, of course there might be somebody who needs it more, but everybody who raises their hand isn't automatically going to get granted 100% service-connected disability through the VA. They're going to look you up and down. They're going to take note of your symptoms, and they're going to they're going to rate you appropriately and get you the help that you actually need. So that's that's what I want our veterans to do. That's my little bit of advice. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, you know, it, it saddens me when you see online and social media the the amount of homeless vets and and just the you know. No one, one, no one should have to go through that, and especially ones that actually that serves our country. And um, you know, it, it's it's sad to hear some of the stories, but it's also uh, reassuring when you when you talk about kind of the success stories. You know, when you mention uh, that Korean uh, War vet, is there any other success story out there you, you you can share with us? Maybe if a vet's listening and thinking, you know, they're they're hopeless or whatnot. Is there another su- uh, success story you could share with us? So uh, you touched on homelessness, and I'll, sh- I'll share that uh, um, our local continuums of care, that's sort of an organization of everybody who helps out with, uh, with homelessness. And they can, uh, they're usually nonprofit organizations, but they've, they've all got some skin in the game for helping out uh, homeless veterans and homeless persons. Um, what the Federal Housing and Urban Development Office calls uh, an organization like that on the local level is a continuum of care because there's a lot of different stakeholders and it's a it's a continuum of people. But our local continuums of care, I work with very closely, and I know of the nonprofits that can that can help out our veterans. And if if they don't want to seek help through my office, if they don't want to come into me and say, "Hey, Ken, you know, I'm worried about becoming homeless or I am homeless," um, if, if somebody is in the city of Attleboro and has uh, a 508 area code phone number that they can call from, they just have to call 1-800-HOMELESS. And there is a hotline uh, manned by those uh, you know, members of that continuum of care that I touched on, and they can get them. Um, they can get them in touch with the services that they need. They can find 
a shelter bed if somebody need, it needs to get off the street tonight because it's going to be cold. Um, they can they can get them patched into um, funding such as you know supportive services for veterans and families or SSVF, which is a program that helps prevent homelessness. They can get you know uh, a landlord to forestall an eviction by covering the back rent uh, that somebody may owe. Um, they can help find uh, a home if, if there's no way to prevent it or if somebody is already homeless. Uh, they can they can find a, a landlord who's willing to take our homeless veterans, and um, you know I try to work very closely with them because I, I agree with you absolutely that there's there's no need for veterans to be homeless. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Already, Ken, uh, is there anything uh, kind of like final remarks or anything you'd like to mention before? Uh, maybe if uh, you know if those are interested in, in reaching out to you, how can they uh, they get in uh, contact with you? Sure, as I mentioned, I'm at City Hall. I'm up on the second floor. You can call Attleboro City Hall at 508-223-2222. And my office number, the extension there, is 3281. Again, that's 508-223-2222, extension 3281 is Veteran Services. And we're there 830 to 430, Monday through Friday, and we're happy to help out. Wonderful. All right, Ken, I I know um, it's kind of like a, a... A tough question, I guess, on the spot. But we uh, at a show usually we wrap up with if we could, if you could talk to anyone from history and ask them one question, uh, <laughs> who would you want to talk to? What would you want to ask? So I'll present it to you if, if you if you'd like to answer. But if it's uh, if it's kind of too if it's you know if you'd like to give some thought, we if sometimes when that one's too uh, difficult to think on the spot, I usually say if you could have dinner with three. Um, Three historical members could be anyone. Who would you want to have dinner with? So uh, I'll present the question for you, since we talked about kind of some tough topics. So I feel like this kind of lightens up the mood a little bit. So I am um, I'm a I'm, an, uh, I'm a fan of history. I wouldn't call myself a student, um, but I always get into those uh, British documentaries and whatnot. Uh, I can think of two people more than anybody that I'd like to you know sort of have a conversation with. One is George Washington. I sprinkle a lot of my uh, um, you know, quotes from famous people when I give them at ceremonies and such. I like to use George Washington because he has a certain affinity for veterans and he has a certain understanding of uh, the importance of our service members uh, to our both our national security, obviously, but also our, our stature as a nation and just the, the idea that it's morally right, uh, these benefits that I, that I live and breathe every day. Um, I think that it would be fascinating to, to pick his brain about some of the things that he said and flush that out a little bit. And then the other that comes to mind is Julius Caesar, and partly for the same reason, because uh, in the Roman soldiers used to be given uh, land grants as part of their, you might call, retirement benefits, uh, or their pensions and such. And um, he was an ambitious man, but I think that he also had a soft place in his heart for soldiers, and I think that it would be interesting to pick his brain about um, you know, what his thoughts were on uh, on the military and uh, the, the honor uh, associated with military service. Absolutely, very interesting. It's weird. It's, uh, Susan earlier today, she was uh, she also picked George Washington too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, Ken. Is there anything else you'd like to mention, or um, maybe to our listeners? Maybe we didn't cover. You want to make sure we get out there? No, definitely. Just reach out to the office. Um, even if uh, uh, you're the daughter of a veteran or uh, the widow of a veteran, uh, or you're the veteran yourself, I want to hear from you. And the question that I, uh, that I encourage folks to ask uh, themselves is, uh, do you or does anybody in your family have a history of military service? Because some people wa- go through their entire life uh, not thinking that they're veterans, 
just because they served one enlistment and didn't get sent to war or anything like that. Um, and, and my definition of a veteran might be different than, than one's own definition of what that looks like. And uh, you, sometimes folks are surprised at uh, what I can uh, help out with, and I'd love to be, uh, have the opportunity to help somebody out. Absolutely. Well, Ken, I'd like to thank you for uh, your service to our country and still to our, our Commonwealth as you uh, serve as our Veterans Agent. So it really, uh, it's reassuring knowing we have, uh, you know, s- someone who cares and is passionate about what, uh, what he's or he or she is doing in office. So I'd like to thank you for your, your continued service uh, as our Veterans Agent and for joining us today. Um, Paolo, thank you very much for the service you provide to our community and continuing to host the radio show. And thank you for having me on. No, no problem at all, Ken. Thank you so much. And uh, if uh, you know, I'll send you an email later on too. If we, uh, you know, if you want to come back on another day, we can uh, do another program too. So, I look forward to that. All righty, thank you, you. thank you again, Ken. Bye. Bye. Alrighty, folks, there you have it. You know, we talked uh, earlier today. We mentioned kind of social media utilization for businesses and um, and. Uh, individuals and we just got done talking to our uh, Ken Batcher who is the uh, veterans agent here in the city of Attleboro uh, and there's a lot of resources and services out there that um, are available and sometimes people just aren't aware of it so that's one reason why I kind of wanted to have um, or proposed this uh, radio show idea was to really get those uh, resources and services out there or maybe another way another outlet to share these resources or services so if there's anyone you know that can um, you know could use uh, you know uh, the help of the veterans department here in Attleboro uh, again that phone number is 508-223-2222 extension 3281 they're open 830 to 430 uh, Monday through Friday, like Ken said, is if City Hall's open, his office is open. Uh, so that's it's good. We're gonna take a quick break, and then I'm gonna have another, we're gonna put a kind of a patriotic song, I guess, to kind of uh, about the mood since we kind of just talked about our veterans. So I think that's uh, would be fitting. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. The Attleboro Public Library is beginning a new series called Book Chat with a Librarian. Reader's Advisory Librarian Elise LaForge will be available at the library on Thursday, December 13th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m., Saturday, December 22nd from 1 to 2 p.m., and on Friday, December 28th from 10 to 11 a.m. to help you find your next great read. Whether you're looking to try something new or looking for something similar to an old favorite, Elise can help. Stop by the lobby on any of these days to have a book chat with a librarian. For more information and to see other events happening at the library, you can visit attleborolibrary.org or call 508-222-0157. You sit down at your table, you get your card. 25 squares hold the key. Which one will it be? I-25, O-72, or Lucky B-13? Which one will be the square that makes you jump up and shout, Bingo! The Attleboro Elks Lodge, 1014, hosts bingo each Sunday at 887 South Main Street. Open to the public, the kitchen opens at 5 p.m. with a variety of food available. Bingo starts at 6 p.m. Prizes are awarded and proceeds support Elks Charities. For further details, you can visit attleboroelks.org or you can call 508-222-5502. Remember, Elks care, Elks share. Oh, God bless America, 
God bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. You know, that's one of my uh, one of my favorite kind of patriotic songs. Uh, God bless America, rather. Uh, but he also did the God, God bless the USA, which is another good one. But um, all right, folks, we, we heard from Susan Singer, and we also heard from Ken Batcher, our local uh, veterans uh, agent, and Susan Singer, uh, social media manager. So we're gonna play a couple more songs just to start to wrap things up. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping stuff I'd like to mention. Again, uh, you know, uh, myself and John Davis, we're we're doing we're part of this uh, kind of well, I uh, I organized a uh, a hat and mitten drive here in Attleboro, and so we're collecting hat and mittens for uh, the St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, food pantry here in Attleboro and so we're collecting hats and mittens until January 10th and there are several locations you can go to uh, so here in the WACS TV studio at that that's 42 Union Street we have a drop-off center here the dance factory located at 35 Park Street in Attleboro is also collecting hats and mittens and there's two Dunkin Donuts locations in Attleboro as well there's third there's 337 Washington Street in Attleboro that's over there in South Attleboro um, and we also have 134 Pleasant Street uh, in Attleboro as well. So those are two, um, the two Dunkin' Donuts in Attleboro, the Dance Factory, as well as the WACS TV uh, studio here on 42 Union Street. So we're going to do a, uh, one more song I have queued up here. We had got an email for a request, uh, Born in the USA by, by Bruce Springsteen. So it's, uh, I want to make sure I get that in there before we uh, start to wrap things up. So here's Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Born down in a dead man's town 
Yes, the good sounds of Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. It's one of my favorite songs uh, by Bruce Springsteen. So we've got time for, I think we have, let's do one more song. Um, uh, this is going to be Jim Croach, Bad Bad, Leroy Brown. This is a song I heard earlier and it just got stuck in my head. And it, obviously it's still stuck in my head because I feel like I'm playing it now. <laughs> but in any case... Um, I'd like to thank everyone again for uh, first uh, thanking both of our two guests again, Susan Singer as well as Ken Batcher, our local uh, veterans agent, and Susan being a, a social media manager. Um, the goal is always to try and get good information out there to the public, and I think we accomplished that today uh, with our two interviews. So uh, next week uh, we're still working on uh, uh, programming for our show, and so uh, you know, once I find out, we'll, we'll, we'll announce everything online as well. Uh, in any case, I'd like to thank everyone again. And so, uh, again, if everyone ever wants to reach out, maybe you know someone wants to be interviewed or wants to be on the show, you can feel feel free to email me at paulo, P-A-U-L-O, at com. I'd love to have anyone from the community on. Um, you know, if, you, if you're interested in being on the radio or maybe you have something to talk about, you know, a nice story you'd like to like to talk about uh, to the community or whatnot, you know, anything. It doesn't really matter. But in any case, uh, December 29th, today, uh, a few more days, it'll be the new year. New year, and so um, can't wait to go to the YMCA with everyone with their New Year's resolutions, right? And uh, I'm going to get back in shape, yeah, for the first two months or so, and then you never come back. (laughs) In any case, so I expect the gym to be really busy in the first couple months of uh, the new year. And so I'd like to wish everyone a healthy, happy, safe uh, holiday, uh, happy new year to everyone as well. And so we will be back at this again at, uh, next week on January 5th. It'll be the new year. So we're going to play uh, bad, bad Leroy Brown. And then from there, we're just going to go right into our, right into our, uh, our closing. So thank you again, everyone. Have a great, great weekend and a uh, wonderful and safe, happy holiday. <laughs>